issue. But uh, last week, I gave you four points to live a victorious life. And they were all founded upon a declaration from God to us. And after each of those four points, I asked us to uh, make a declaration to God that we receive what God's uh, wanting to give us. That, that, were, that was really a, a message all about God's grace and goodness and his uh, declaration that he makes towards people, towards us. Um, they were, I'll give them to you, so if you weren't here, I'll give you a, a, a uh, catch-up. God said, I am with you. I am your God, so he chooses us. Um, I will strengthen you and I will hold you up. It said, with my victorious right hand. So God's victory is our victory. So God's doing it all for us. Um, and we made those declarations acknowledging God's commitment to us. Because there is power uh, for a victorious life when we live in those declarations, when we speak them over ourselves. So I want to remind you of that one. Go home, find that scripture, Isaiah 41 verse 10, and speak that over yourself. Because what you're doing is you're, you're declaring God's word over yourself. And, and that's a good thing. That's always a great thing to do. But I want to um, bookend last week's message with this statement from the Apostle Paul, from Romans 8. Uh, verses 31 and 33, they're only going to have verse 31 up there. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? I mean, that is just, that is just an amazing thing. It goes on to say, verses 32 and 33 says, Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us? And the devil is the accuser. Who dare accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. You know, that's the thing that I think distinguishes between faith in Jesus Christ, this, you know, uh, this uh, thing called uh, Christianity, is that um, God himself made us in right standing with himself. God himself did that. So, I mean, that, that, dis, that is the, the distinguishing line between uh, faith in Jesus Christ and any other, any other religion or any other form of, of uh, trying to reach God is, is that God is the one who reached down to us. And I hope you can see that it is God who makes the effort to get people back. So, you know, when we think about our walk with God, there's certain things that I think help us to grow, certain things that we, that we ought to do to grow strong and spiritually um, healthy. But the very foundations of it all is Jesus. You gave it all first. You did it all so that I could be where I am. So I'm going to give you a, a, another thing this morning that, that um, hopefully it all makes sense. But Hebrews 9 verse 27, if you want to... Uh, uh, Look that up if you've got uh, that on your phone or in your Bible. Hebrews 9.27 in the NIV says this. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Now, I don't like the, the term that people use about preaching fire and brimstone. Um, in fact, I don't think I've ever heard such preaching. I don't think I've ever preached such preaching but who's ever heard that, that statement? Yeah, they're preaching fire and brimstone, uh, whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, but it, it comes from a false accusation that God doesn't like people. So when people use that thing and, and you know, people often say, oh, well, if I came to your church, they say this to me, if I came to your church, the ceiling would fall down. No, it won't. But actually it nearly did because I think in this last 12 weeks we did fixing the ceiling. It was starting to fall down. Maybe too many of those people were coming in. No, that's not true. 
that's not true. One more person than it would have came, came down. No. But that, that, that fire and brimstone kind of concept comes from a false accusation that God doesn't like people. And I want to try and explain to you this morning that God not only likes people, he loves people and he loves individuals and he loves every single person on the earth. So to, today's title is Victory Through the Flames. Um, and it's about God's plan of saving people, not destroying them. So God's whole plan isn't the fire and brimstone to destroy people. It's to find ways to save people, to rescue people spiritually from our sin. So Oswald Chambers has a quote. It says this, At the root of all sin is the suspicion that God is not good. That's a fairly huge statement to make. But I I believe that there's some powerful truth in that statement. But I want to give you the truth about God this morning. Romans 6 verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what we need to know about God. That's what you need to take away today from from this time in church is that uh, God offers a free gift. The wage of sin is death, but the free gift of God is life. So the ultimate victory, the ultimate win, is that you can have the free gift of life from God through Jesus. I'm, got, I'm using quite a few scriptures today, but I'm just going to bounce, bounce through them, not really elaborate a lot on them. But Mark chapter 8, verse 36, it says, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul. So Jesus is giving us an instruction for the most important win that we could ever know, and that is the eternal win, the eternal victory that we have in Jesus Christ. And that is not so that we say, well, I have to do certain things, I have to, I have to you know, perform for God to get his salvation. No, it's, it's, it's earned for you for free. Jesus paid the price. It's like if you want to go somewhere and someone else has paid the fare, then, then you don't have to then say, well, now what do I have to do to sort of earn, earn that? You know, if you give someone a gift, it's, sort of, it's kind of rude if they keep coming back saying, oh, but, but you know, I, I, I want to pay it back. I want, I want to sort of somehow say uh, thank you. I mean, we, usually with our parents, we don't think of that. We just go, hey, give me the money. Just, but, it, but if it's someone else, we sort of think, well, maybe we owe them. We don't owe God except for that, that gracious worship that we give back to him for the gracious gift he's given us. So I want to take a moment to talk on a very uncool subject. It's, it's the subject of judgment. It's, it's become a very uncool subject as people have ignored. This is why it's uncool and why, why people don't like thinking about it. Judgment is uncool because we've ignored and distorted God's gift of grace. Within the church, within Christians, we've, we've, we've distorted God's gift of grace and so we misunderstand the, the term judgment. So it is something that we can talk about. It's something we should talk about and it's something that is real. But I remember a lecture with the late Kevin Connor. Um, I'll never forget the lecture. It was at um, Harvest Bible College and he spoke about these great haystacks that we built. I can't give it justice to, to, to how he explained it, but he talked about these great haystacks that we build as people to, to things in life that we think are so important. And, and he said, you know, we have these great big, you know, huge uh, buildings that we've built, but when they pass through the eternal fire, 
it all gets consumed and there's, there's very little left. But he also spoke of gold that will pass through the fire, that when it, when it passes through, remains as, as something that was precious, something of real eternal value. And uh, I, I wish I had that sort of uh, that teaching on, on a tape or something, but it, it's something that I've always thought about my life and my, my purpose. And, and I wonder how much of what I do is just a mighty haystack that is not going to last for eternity? It's a great question for all of us. So the question for us right now is, of all our earthly achievements, what will be on the other side of the fire? So Mark chapter 4, verse, uh, sorry, Mark chapter 9, verse 49, Jesus said this, for everyone will be tested with fire. And only things of heavenly value remain after passing through that kind of fire. That's the kind of judgment fire that we're talking about. Judgment has become this, uh, this thing that we, that, that we don't want to talk about. It's the, the most uncool subject in church today because we want to all talk about just the grace of God. But um, we've ignored and distorted God's gift of grace to an extent that we, that we, don't, want to, we, we don't want to touch on this thing called judgment. So 2 Peter 3.7, it says, This present earth and heaven will be judged by fire again. It says that, that term of fire. Now, what is this fire? It's a, it's a holy fire of God's pure holiness, of God's complete and utter cleanliness. And the reason why we need to pass through fire to enter into his presence is because the, God is so holy and, and is so righteous and pure that nothing impure can ever stand in his presence. It can't remain there. So here we go. Uh, fire and brimstone, uh, we, we get this uh, kind of a concept. But God, if we, if we think of that, that thing right now about judgment, then, then some people would be saying, yeah, see, God does hate people. No, that's not, that's not true. God loves people, but he's pure, he is holy, and we cannot even grasp or imagine, begin to think of the purity and the holiness of God, except to think if we're going to get just a tiny element of it is that he says because you sin I'll pay the penalty that's the kind of holiness that we see in Jesus Christ that we see in God so in 2nd Peter 3 verse 9 the second part says the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think this is about we're talking about eternal things no he is being patient for your sake he does not want anyone to be destroyed. He wants everyone to repent. Another, another scripture is very uh, similar to that when he's found in Ezekiel in the Old Testament. Ezekiel 18 verse, 20, uh, verse 23. No, verse 23. And in, in that scripture, uh, Ezekiel the prophet is saying, God doesn't want to destroy you. He's waiting for you to turn. He's giving you time to change your mind. He's giving you time to turn to him. So if we can understand that, it's not God's intention to have all these people on the earth so that he can rub his hands together and go, <laughs> more people to punish. No, he's, he's finding ways to save more people. God is patient with the world because his intention is to save it. And I want to ask you this morning, wherever you are in your understanding with God, please understand that God's intention is never to harm people. It's always to save people and lift them up. But there is a harmer of people. There is a harmer of humanity. He's called the devil. And oftentimes his greatest trick is to say, blame onto God my handiwork. 
And we need to understand and apportion the, the things that are apportioned to Satan and not to God. So Jesus told the story of a man who, who had lived a very successful life. He had a great business, he was wealthy, um, and he'd planned great things for himself, planned great things for his future. Uh, he had so much wealth, he had so, he had so much wealth and stuff the, that he didn't have enough room to keep it all. I'm just going to ask some musicians to, to join me back again. Everyone's thinking, wow, this is awesome. Church, uh, ch- church on speed dial. L- Luke chapter 12, verse 18. It says this. Then he said, I know. This is this, this guy who, who started planning his, his own greatness. I'll tear down my barns. I'll tear down my, my sheds and all my storage facilities. And I'm going to build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. So we're talking about a rich farmer here. But I'm going to paraphrase the rest of the story here for you this morning. He says, I'm going to take life easy. I'm going to enjoy myself and do whatever I want. I've got it made. So verse 20, God says, you fool. Tonight, you're going to die. And it says, and then who is going to enjoy all this wealth that you've stored up? And verse 21 says, a person is foolish to store up wealth on earth, but not have a rich or a good relationship with God. So I don't believe it's one or the other. We're not speaking about you can't, you can't, have, you can't enjoy life, you can't have wealth today. I'm not saying that at all. I think we should have both. It's not one or the other. We can have both, but we need to be wise now for eternal treasure. We need, to, we need to live a life in which we are building something spiritually within us. We might have to look at that at another day, how we actually, how we, we can do that in our life. But there are, there are things that we need to give attention to that don't just matter now, but they are for eternal value. The way in which we live today matters because it has an eternal consequence. So Jesus tell the, tells that story to illustrate the fact we die that we can be prepared for that day in Him. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 12 and 13. It says, Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. The foundation is Jesus Christ. They can use gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. What we're going to do this morning, I want to do things a little bit different. We can't physically pray for people and do those things that we would commonly used to do. But I want us to stand together this morning. We're going to pray this song, the, 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 the Good Grace. Because I don't want us to focus on this judgment of God. I want us to, to sing and give praise to God about the, the grace that He offers people. And that's the whole thing about what we're speaking this morning isn't, hey guys, I want to remind you that that we're going to be judged. No, the grace of God says when we pass through the fire, we carry through the grace of Jesus Christ that paid the penalty for our sin. We're going to sing this through just uh, once or or so, and then we're going to to, uh, uh, wrap things up. But I want us just to, to, to focus our attention on a sec listen to the to the words and look at the words perhaps if you don't want to sing you just sit and let this minister keep going let this minister to your spirit strangers neighbors our blood is one 
children of generations of every nation of kingdom come so don't let your heart be troubled hold your head up high don't fear no evil Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. So take courage, hold on, be strong. Remember where our help comes from. Oh, 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 things that 
that you've been building that maybe don't really matter. Things that you've been concerned about that, that won't pass through the fire into eternity. They're just things of today and now, what we see and feel and touch. I want you to get a grasp of something today about building things that last, building you know, uh, some treasure, some gold, some jewels, some precious things that last through the fire. So how we do that is building what is of Jesus' kingdom on earth. When you build with Jesus, for Jesus, you build with gold, you build with silver, you build with precious gems. I want to pray with you this morning that we pray a prayer together, that we commit ourselves to that question, Lord, what am I building? Am I building a great haystack or am I building part of your kingdom? Am I building things that are eternal? So I'm going to pray this morning. I just want to ask that you receive this prayer as I pray and maybe do some recalibration in your own heart this morning about those things that are of eternal value. So Lord Jesus, I just pray today for your church. I pray for your people that we may consider what things are of eternal value and what things are of earthly value only. I pray, Lord God, that you put within us the distinction that we can see what is real treasure and what is only going to be consumed by fire. So I just pray today that we may fully understand the, the benefits of your grace, that we may fully understand the goodness of your intention towards people today. And Lord, I pray and speak over these people here today that there may be gold and gems and precious things for one day we will go through the fire that, that ushers us into your presence in heaven. And I pray that we may, we may go with treasure, not just with, with, a, with a, a pile of ashes. I just speak that life over your people this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You can take your 